Welcome to another episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast, episode 69. Hey, hey. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Speedrunning, because I was supposed to do a live version of this, but obviously it couldn't happen because, uh, well, I mean, it actually did happen, but the stream wouldn't stop, so it's deleted, whatever, because I couldn't stop it to keep it on the channel. So here we are, recorded version. Alright, cool. Um, just gonna do a nice speed run. Um, a little bit faster than what the original one was because the whole premise of it, the whole formula now, is take the weekly news of the days and basically do like a, a brief summary on uh, the best of, so to speak. <clears throat> So without further ado, diving in, and in the second half of this episode, before we actually, before we dive in, um, we'll have a little breakdown on what the, the stats, well, the current standings of the league are, and so on and so forth. So without further ado, diving in, uh, retirements being just Jimmy Howard, uh, announced his retirement from uh, hockey um, after playing 14 seasons with the, the Red Wings. Uh, his record was 246, 196, and 70 with a 912 save percentage, which is a, a pretty good save percentage after all those years, uh, along, especially after that last uh, little bit of his career uh, with the Red Wings uh, when they were uh, starting to re do the rebuild. And a 262 goals against average, a little bit average, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he finishes third overall on the... Uh, Red Wings' all-time uh, wins list for goaltenders, as well as a second uh, second place in a uh, save percentage uh, for game for players that have played over 100 games for them. And internationally, he played uh, with uh, Team USA uh, in 2003 for the World Juniors, uh, 2012 and 2017 with the World uh, the Men's Championships, and the 2014 uh, Olympic team as well. So. Uh, congrats to uh, Jimmy Howard and hope he does well uh, in the future. Uh, going on to injuries, uh, Jack Campbell for the Toronto Maple Leafs is still going to be out uh, with a leg injury. Uh, and Robert Portuzo for the Blues, currently on the road trip for the Blues, uh, but he's still out uh, with an upper body, as well as uh, Tyler Bozek out with an upper body. Um, hopefully he comes back soon. And Vladimir Tarasenko uh, putting out a uh, video on... Instagram showing that uh, he's he's back in the hockey activities, so hopefully we should be seeing him back probably within a month's time or so, I'd say, uh, to be a little bit more optimistic about around a month from now. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets re-signed uh, their recently acquired and hometown boy, uh, Jack Roselvick, to a two-year deal, $3.8 million. Uh, over those two years, oh, for those two years, uh, averaging the value of that, $1.9 million. Um, and with that, um, already being a very good ambassador for the city of Columbus, um, as even Yarmo Kekalainen, their general manager uh, for the Blue Jackets, basically, you know, came out and was touting just how great, you know, he was, um, you know, putting the, the city of Columbus on a pedestal um, as they... Uh, Soon to be worthy of, uh, which is good to see, especially for a franchise that's only been uh, coming into their 20th year of existence and uh, hopefully, you know, bringing them higher and higher and higher. Uh, um, and with that, um, 
today, uh, Patrick Laine touched down in Columbus, so he should be with the team within the next probably week or two, depending on the quarantine protocol. Um, and also, uh, with Patrick Laine, uh, the longer version of this, of all these stories, are also with those News of the Day videos that were subsequent with that. So if you want the longer versions of all these stories, by all means, watch those episodes. I'm just doing the condensed versions for the Blade Hockey Podcast. Um, so there you go. Um, but I say that also because um, getting to a finished publication... Uh, stating that inside st- sources claimed that Patrick Laine was being hazed uh, by Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler um, during his tenure with the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, so, just, you know, uh, long story short, you know, just mentioning that that, apparently that's what happened, that's what this publication said, and um, I guess, like, they're having an issue with him being compared with Timo Solani and so on and so forth. But yeah, the long version of this uh, was on the subsequent uh, um, News of the Day episode, uh, which you'll find on the Easy Hockey Reviews YouTube channel. Um, I want to say probably two or three episodes ago. So yeah, I mean, it's it's in the title, so uh, it'll be easy to find. Um, NHL suspended uh, Arizona Coyotes, former Arizona Coyotes general manager John Chaka until the end of the year uh, from any sort of hockey operations jobs whatsoever or any kind of job in the NHL uh, after his, um, I guess, resignment, firing, whatever you want to call it, from the uh, Arizona Coyotes as they try to get another job with another organization as well as being under um, investigation for um, basically taking prospects that are that were supposed to be going to the combine, trying to organize uh, private workouts to gain some more uh, analytical analysis that he, tip- he you wouldn't typically get from the uh, combine, uh, just to put the Coyotes on a little bit of an edge uh, against all the other teams, which is a big no-no, and they already paid uh, for it in this year's draft, and they're going to be paying for it next uh, this coming year's draft. Um, so, there you go. Uh, NHL uh, National Predators goaltender Connor Ingram uh, entered the player assistance program uh, as he uh, decided that you know you know he's in this play in the placement in his life where he you know he needs help and he voluntarily uh, has put himself in there. So hopefully he does well and good things to come out of that. Uh, San Jose Sharks were supposed to play their first two home games at uh, in Glendale uh, versus the Vegas Golden Knights on the first and third, uh, but both of those games were subsequently postponed because of COVID-related, uh, you know, stuff with the Vegas Golden Knights, and they already had to uh, postpone also the the second game this past series with the Blues because of that as well, um, and hopefully we'll hear back about. Uh, Reschedule games in the time being. Uh, With that said, uh, we have a schedule update um, for games involving the Hurricanes, Predators, Panthers, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes at Nashville uh, was changed from January 19th to March 2nd. Uh, Florida Panthers at Carolina changed from the 21st of January to February 17th. Uh, Florida Panthers at Carolina changed from January 23rd to March 7th. Tampa Bay Lightning at Carolina changed from January 22nd 
on 26th to February 22nd. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets at Carolina Hurricanes change from February 16th to February 15th. Florida Panthers at Tampa Bay Lightning change from February 16th to February 15th. And Carolina Hurricanes at Tampa Bay change from February 22nd to February 24th. And lastly, before we go into our little ad break here, uh, Patrick Alvin, uh, the team's assistant general manager, has, uh, well, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Jim Rutherford of the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, stepped down for personal reasons, and his uh, assistant general manager, Patrick Alvin, will be the uh, interim general manager as they uh, currently search for a new one. Um, and long story short, uh, apparently uh, someone reported that Ron Hextall, former uh, general manager and former uh, goaltender for the Philadelphia Flyers, might be in the running. And long story short, yeah, don't think that's going to happen, folks. Said that'd just be a big slap in the face to uh, the Flyers faithful, um, for sure. But yeah, um, don't know who's who's going to be. Um, but surely we'll, we'll hear about more candidates, uh, as time goes on, but we'll see, uh, until then. But yeah, we'll, uh, take a little break real quick, and then we'll get into the standings roundup. Alright, so diving into the second half here, um, we have our standings roundup. So, first off, we'll go to Eastern, uh, Division, um, well, what we'll do is we'll actually just go through all four divisions and uh, where each team is and then see um, what I, uh, basing off the standings on who's in the playoff bubble, so to speak, um, if they, if I see them being there or so on and so forth. So, uh, Eastern Division, uh, we have the Rangers being in last place, followed by the Islanders, Devils, Sabres, Penguins, Flyers, Bruins, and Capitals being first place. Central Division, we have the Red Wings in last place, followed by Hurricanes, Blackhawks, Lightning, Panthers, Predators, Stars, and Blue Jackets. Uh, North Stars, oh, not North Stars, North Division. Uh, in last place, the Ottawa Senators, followed by the Flames, Oilers, Canucks, Jets, Canadiens, and Maple Leafs. And in the West Division, we have the Sharks being last place, followed by Coyotes, Ducks, Kings, Blues, Wild, Avalanche, and Golden Knights. So with that said, uh, a lot there's a lot of salts to take with this, mm-hmm. uh, new, namely, um, so for example... Um, going to the Central Division, I mentioned that the, oh, as it stands, the Hurricanes are currently second to last place, but their record is only three and one because they've only played four games because they had a late start to the season because of COVID restrict, uh, COVID, you know, issues. Same with the Stars. All difference being that the Stars have four wins, zero losses in any sort of metric whatsoever. Um, so that one loss that the Hurricanes took in, in regulation uh, kind of hurt them uh, as they sit at six points while the Stars sit at eight. But, you know, that entire division is all within like one point of each other, except for the Blue Jackets because they've uh, racked up three overtime losses. Um, so, and they've also played the most, oh, them and the Blackhawks played the most games, but the Blue Jackets have been cashing in more of their losses in overtime. So that's helping them out. Uh, Maple in the North Division, uh, 
I mean, it's a little bit more of a, a wide, like, it's not a nice even spread, like, to where, like, it's a toss-up, like, the Central Division, or even the, in some aspects, the Eastern Division is kind of a toss-up, because, yes, Flyers and Bruins are 11 uh, points each, Capitals are 13 points, but they're also, they haven't lost in regulation, all their losses on the season have been on overtime, on overtime so they get those extra points. Um, so I'd say those top three spots in the, in the Eastern Division are more of a lock, but that fourth uh, position on there, um, that final ticket right there, that's kind of a, that could be anyone, honestly. Um, and that's sort of central. I, I mean, the Blue Jackets, I don't see them being a first place team at this juncture. I mean, they're currently uh, a first place team, uh, for, technically, um, but I don't see them, you know, staying there for long. I just say that they're a uh, playoff team, but I mean, there you go with that. Um, as for the North, uh, Maple Leafs, yeah, definitely a potential for uh, making the playoffs. Uh, I'd say either first or second place. Uh, Canadians could very well take first place um, as the Maple Leafs at 14 points uh, with seven wins on the season. Uh, I want to say, actually, yeah, the Maple Leafs actually have the, yeah, the Maple Leafs have the most wins on the season than any other team in the NHL. But also, keep in mind, they also play the least amount of teams because they have seven teams in that division versus eight at the same time they play those teams more than the other teams are playing each other because every other division they only play each other eight times while there's some instances where some teams are getting played nine or ten times in a row like not in a row but like nine or ten times in the season so I mean do with what you will with that but um because also you got to keep in mind, the Ottawa Senators are in their division, uh, and the Edmonton Oilers are in their division, and in the, uh, you know, the Flames are in their division. Um, but but it's it's and once again it's still early. Um, I mean, I'd say first ten season of uh, first ten games of the season, kind of take with a grain of salt because we didn't have a preseason, so this kind of like an in-season preseason, so to speak, still kind of, you know, feeling each other out, you know, uh, along with whether it be, you know, other teams feeling each other, uh, feeling other teams out a lot or, you know, you know, just new additions. Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams like the Blues, for example, you know, they, lo they lost Alex Petrangelo on the back end and now you have Tory Krug, you know, he's not as tall. But at the same time, he also plays a different game. He plays a more of a quicker, uh, more offense-driven game. He's not more. He's not really. He's basically like an extra forward, honestly, on the ice, um, versus you know, Alex Petrangelo was for the uh, Blues back in the time that he was with us. Um, but I mean, they're currently sitting. Uh, fourth place in the Western Division, um, also because since the Golden Knights uh, had to postpone the second game in the last series versus the Blues, this past series versus the Blues, 
because of COVID-related uh, incidents, along with the next two games that the Golden Knights have against the Sharks, also have to be postponed. So, because the Golden Knights currently sit at 11 points, uh, two points above the Blues, and one point above the Wild and Avalanche. They have a game in hand on both the Wild and Avalanche, and they're even with the Blues. So if the Blues can beat the Ducks today and tomorrow, that puts them at 13 points first place. Um, or the Avalanche, I mean, regardless, uh, when it's all said and done, if the Avalanche or the Wild have two games by the time that the Golden Knights come back, and they, you know, do some winning, even if they do, like, a win and an overtime loss or whatever, there could be a chance that, you know, before the Golden Knights come back and, and the action, they could find themselves uh, fourth place. And with the Kings, I mean, also, well, with the Kings, I mean, if the Kings were to win two games straight, they could also very well make the playoff bubble to kick the Golden Knights out of the playoff bubble. But no real high hopes with them as they sit 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to go. But once again, you take these, you got to take these divisions with a massive grain of salt. Um, because, you know... Once again, didn't have that preseason, didn't have that uh, meshing in period. Um, so after the 10 games, you know, then we'll start really seeing what teams are made of. But uh, until then, uh, I'd, yeah, once again, Capitals, Bruins, and Flyers, I definitely see making the playoffs. Uh, that I don't really see the Penguins honestly making it. And if they do, definitely first round exit. Central Division, I see Blue Jackets, Stars making it. Panthers could potentially make it, I don't know, but Lightning will definitely find their way in the top four, as well as the Hurricanes. Uh, North, the North Division, almost called North Stars again. <laughs> Maple Leafs, Canadians definitely will make it. Um, Canucks, Toss-Up, Jets, uh, very much of a dark horse in this division. And uh, the Western uh, Division being the Golden Knights, Avalanche, and Blues, definitely I see them being the top three in that order. Uh, and then the Wild could very well f find themselves in there. Um, and some people even said the Kings could go. I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, the way the, the Wild are playing, why not? Why not? Um, but yeah, before I end this video, I will end episode of the Blade Hockey Podcast. Want to uh, thank all, once again, all the listeners and viewers out there um, that watch and listen to the podcast uh, for the longest time. Um, some key notes to take. Um, first off, appreciate California and Oakland as a whole, especially because you know they are, they make up 80% of California's listenership, which also makes up now, I want to say, like 60% of my listenership. Used to be about like 85% of it, but uh seems that Seattle and uh, Columbus, Ohio are uh, really chewing into that lead. Um, taking away from that, so, and uh, it seems that Columbus is actually the sec... If, you, if I don't take the entire St. Louis area, because how Anchor goes off of 
uh, demos. It'll state St. Louis, Missouri itself as a single thing. It doesn't really take into account the metropolitan area. Now, if you take into account to the metropolitan area, St. Louis is still number one. Surprise, surprise, as I'm also a St. Louisan. So, I mean, that makes sense. Um, but, regardless, still thankful that every single person and state and city that listens to this. Um, but yeah, Columbus, Ohio, top, definitely, you want to say top, in the top four for sure. And Seattle also cracking into that. Um, also, you know, I'm going to be working, and for, for you Columbus fans out there, I will be looking to put more Columbus Blue Jackets action and talk on the channel. Um, definitely, you know, I don't want to disrespect the team. You know, I, I'm really liking what they're doing and, you know, just want to, and I'll, I'll be looking to cover more of that along with uh, the Seattle Kraken when they come into the league um, this, uh, not this season, but the following season after that. We're very well looking uh, into seeing who they take in the expansion draft, which we'll, we'll do our own little mock draft and see uh, who isn't protected and who is protected. Um, once those lists are out, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll make my own uh, presumptions as to what they could do with that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And once again, thank you all for that. And before I also go, uh, I want to give you the Game of the Night schedule for this week, this upcoming week. So starting February 1st, we have the Canucks versus Canadiens. Uh, the Sharks versus Golden Knights was supposed to also be a part of that day, but uh, due to COVID, uh, you know, issues uh, that got postponed. So when that day gets made up, I may very well make that a makeup game of the night. But until then, February 1st will only be Canucks versus Canadiens. Uh, which also will be the first time this season that I, I do a Canadian uh, team um, game in the night. So that'd be great. Uh, February 3rd, Bruins versus the Flyers. We'll be doing that. February 4th, the Arizona Coyotes versus the St. Louis Blues. I'm mainly doing that because it's the first game of the year that they wear the reverse retro jersey, the red reverse, uh, reverse retro jersey. And then uh, the 6th of... February Avalanche first Blues uh, where I have the old Heritage jersey coming on the channel so that'll be great as well but um, yeah, that's that's basically it uh, once again I want to thank you all for watching and listening and uh, I'll catch you all next Saturday uh, for and hopefully I can make it live again uh, I had upgraded my computer and it's not talking to my camera like I want it to so hopefully we I can get the take the week to iron those bugs out and hopefully we can go back to being live instead of recorded so um, until then I'll catch you all next one thank you very much